0: Let's get all sorted. I'm James. And I'm Jeff. Today we're going to talk about Lego people. Don't we always talk about Lego, man? As always, uh, check out BreakingDads.com for links to images or videos that we're going to talk about here. There's always lots of good visual stuff out there.
1: Yes. If you like pictures and you like the internet... You'll like breakingdads.com. <laughs> that's that's the best sell for us. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I wanted to jazz it up a little yeah. there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're talking about Lego people. Yes. Man. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Lego's been in the business of making bricks for a very long time, but they've also been in the business of making miniaturized humans that people can play with with the bricks for a very long time. Longer than I thought. Yeah, longer than most people thought. In, uh, the very first people to appear in Lego sets date back to 1956. And what were those guys? Well, they released a little set of bicycles and motorcycles that had people on them. Right, and those ones don't look like. I
0: mean, it doesn't look like Lego.
1: No, in any way, shape, or form. No, it's uh, it's it very looks different. Like a, like a Cracker Jack. Toy, yeah, they're basically just little plastic models, uh, that have little uh, I don't even know what to call them like bracers on the bottom, it's like things so they so they stand upright, yeah, yeah, pre kickstand, yeah, and I guess it looks okay next to the die cast cars they used to have, yeah, right, so yeah, contextually they make sense, yeah, um, but it is weird, uh, now. One of the cool things about them is um, you used to be able to get them cheap online. They're, they're climbing up there in price now, but they used to be really cheap. One of the reasons for that is uh, they glued them all in the boxes when they sold them, <laughs> uh, just on the bottom. So when people took them out of the box, they'd have paper and glue stuck to the bottom of them. Right. So they were almost always sold as used, even when they were brand spanking new, never been played with, huh. just taken out of the box. Hmm. So, um, so that was fun. Uh, and the other fun thing about them is they were hand-painted, but not at the Lego factory. No. They were painted by stay-at-home moms. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah, there was a guy whose job it was to, to go around once a week and collect up all the finished models by these women that wanted some pocket money. Yeah. A little extra money. <laughs> and uh, then he'd drop off new ones. And they provided them with paint,
0: uh-huh.
1: but they didn't provide them with any guides on how they should paint them. Right, so it's ah. there's tons of color combinations. Oh, that's awesome. Of these, yeah. So even when you buy the set, you don't even know, you didn't even know what colors you were getting in the box.
0: So it's like, Avon, 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 Lego, Avon. Yes. Like, what a weird little side gig!
1: Lego lady color. I wonder how they
0: sold that to people. Like, did they put an ad out? Or I would imagine, hey, yeah, you want to paint little miniatures. <laughs> Yeah. It's a and it, yeah, that's I you know you, you need
1: something to do during the day.
0: I wonder if that was a common thing in the toy industry in general. I'm I don't right
1: know. I, I haven't seen. Uh, I haven't oh, heard yet. of anyone else doing that. But yeah, it makes sense because why bring people in house? Now the nineteen in nineteen sixty, they brought it all in house. Right. Okay. <laughs> and the reason they brought it all in house was the quality, quality control. Yeah, it was all <laughs> over the place. So uh, eventually, they figured, hey, let's just train people to do it and do it the right way right and so that's what they did huh. the other fun thing about these sets is they were only ever sold in europe and australia uh but none of them were available in north america hmm. so if you look in north american grad sales you're never going to find it probably right unless it's a dedicated lego collector's estate sale yeah but um in uh, in europe you can find them hmm. so good times there yeah So, once they got tired of producing little guys on bicycles and motorcycles, um, they went with a very Lego solution from 1965 to 74. If you wanted Lego people, you had to build them out of bricks. Right. So, (laughs) that's fun. It's another thing to build. Um, uh, A lot of uh, Samsonite put out a lot of um, these, what they call doll sets, in larger, tall, skinny boxes. Uh, and those were available in the USA and Canada. Uh, Lego themselves put out regular box-style ones. There's not much you can do with these. I mean, they looked good. I mean, they were they were fun little models, but there was no play features on them, right? No. You built them, and you're like, ah, that's a pirate. Yeah. There's my pirate. It's, it's three times as tall as my Lego house. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So you can't really play with that. I mean, it's no.
1: Just... No, I guess the, I think the idea was just like, uh, it's like a, a 3D version of a paper doll. Hmm. You, you build it, and
0: that's it. Was that their... Oh, the girls will like this? This is a cozy doll. You can...
1: But again, because remember, sixty five, seventy four. it wasn't really boys, girls. Like, the right. same set would yeah, make yeah. a ballerina that's and it would make a pirate.
0: Yeah. Right? So... That's a long run. So, you got the first run is, like, nine years. And then yep. this run is also, like, nine years.
1: So yeah.
0: Before they decide they're going to actually do something else. So, I mean, they see... How did it do? These,
1: this, this. Uh, they big... sold. I mean, they never. They didn't sell as well as the building sets, the cars, and the houses. Hmm. Um, but they sold well enough.
0: Huh. Yeah. So I guess manufacturing technologies eventually got better. I mean, that's probably part of it.
1: Yeah, I would imagine. So, yeah, or is... or even just the ability to produce more specialized parts hmm. that you need. Uh, and so, yeah, in 1974, they introduced uh, what some people call the homemaker figures or what other people call the maxi figs. Hmm. So, uh, Maxi figs sounds kind of awesome. Yeah, because they were larger figures. I have no idea where maxi came from, but somebody called it that in Lego, and that's what they got called. Now, these are the ones that look like Playmobil people. Yeah, very similar, and they got the round head. Right. Yeah, and that's basically what they were. They were a headpiece that you could put hair or a hat on, and then they had arms that could bend and rotate that were attached to a two by two brick, hmm. um, and then all the rest of the body was made out of Lego bricks again, but much smaller. Um, and uh, there's a lot of nostalgia for these two because you had a lot of versatility in how you could build the lower half of the figure. Hmm. So if it was driving a car, you could use a plate to make it look like it was sitting, and uh, you know you could build uh, various sized children. As well, Um, most of the adults had two links in the arm, so they sort of had two elbows. Right, so they were like, hey, people want to play with these Yeah, Yeah, and then the kids would have shorter arms, so it's easier to differentiate them, and of course, their height. Hmm. Um, So, they were fun. Uh, They also were the first ever LEGO figures to have a a dedicated race. So, most of the Maxi figures were yellow, just like the later minifigures, but in 1977... And uh, I apologize for having to say this out loud. They produced a set that they called Red Indians. Hmm.
0: So they were going up against the the BB gun kind of thing.
1: I they had cowboys yeah, as well. I mean,
0: that, that was still a thing in the seventies. Yeah. There was no no political correctness or sensitivity, and <laughs> the cowboy Indian thing was still a you know vestigial thing. Yeah. I think in play the play space. Absolutely. So yeah, that makes sense that Lego would have gotten into this. mm Hmm. But yeah, they made them with a, with a red skin
1: tone instead huh. of
0: the yellow skin tone. And, and curiously, Europe is known for having an odd fascination with Native Americans because they don't have Native Americans. Yeah. So I remember having an anthropology teacher once. He was obsessed with Native American iconography, like in play form and things mm-hmm. like that, because they just, he didn't have it.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. Because everything, all of the images they got were were sort of the uh, idealized, Yeah. you know, the kind of uh, revisionist history. What's that word?
0: <laughs> kind of like yeah, the uh, noble, the noble savage yeah, the mo- idea yeah, exactly. that kind of got perpetuated. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good that that was in the seventies. <laughs> yeah, and then did, what did they go from there?
1: Did they go into more races, or <laughs> they were like, no, no, we're gonna stop there. That was it. They stopped yeah. with that one. Okay, uh, thank goodness, because I think Lego would have a very different history if yeah. they came out with another set. <laughs> That would oh, be, yeah. Thank you, Lego. Um, yeah, so those guys ran. 1974, the Maxi Figures started, and they ran until 1982. Hmm. During that time, uh, 1975, so a year after the Maxi Figures debuted, they debuted um, what a lot of people call the Legoland minifig, or uh, I like to call the Proto minifig. Hmm. So this looks similar in size and scale to the minif- minifigure we know today um except it didn't have any arms or legs. It had sort of a uh what looked like it could be the starts of arms on the side, but it was molded in, they didn't move. So it looked like everybody was walking around with their hands in their pocket.
0: It's like they they look like board game pegs. Yeah, Like it, wooden pegs from a toy like another board game.
1: Yeah, you you could call them Lego Meeple. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you could totally use these in a board game. Uh and yeah, and all the heads also were blank and unpainted. Hm. So that's fun. Now, one of the cool things is they did have a bunch of different hats that you could put on them, and all of the hats are compatible with the the current minifigure. So it was the exact same sized head huh. as used in the modern minifig, but with no printing on it. Um, they did in that uh, in that terribly named Red Indian set. They did use a Legoland minifig as a baby that one of the Maxi figures is holding in that. Hmm. Um, and you'll see the the. Uh, Legoland minifig the proto-minifig show up in later sets as statues and things like that huh. where they're, they're trying to represent a person but with less detail so those ran from 75 to 79 so they stayed in production for a while yeah. even though they weren't necessarily uh, as popular as what comes up next the modern minifig
0: hmm.
1: born the same year as me 1978 Ooh, classic yeah, now everybody knows how old I am terrible it's that old yeah well, no wonder he remembers the... Yeah. <laughs> so, the modern minifigure, uh, I'd say, was a success from the very first time it came out in set number 600, The Police Car, um, which we have a link to on the, the website, breakingdads.com. And I wonder why they chose the police car set. Like, when they thought... I wonder that, we, too. Got to, yeah. we got to
0: launch something here. I wonder if it was because it's one figure, and if it was just because it really was a... You need almost an ideal, like a representative form mm-hmm. for, you know, the police car by itself is not interesting. Yeah. You could have had the construction park you could have had the, a family, people's, I, maybe they just wanted to do one
1: to test the market. Maybe. It's, it's, it's still interesting. different because, uh, well, the set itself, the police car wouldn't actually fit a minifigure in it. Right. Yeah. So you get a police car that you build, and then a guy to stand beside it with his nice Lego smile and wave. Yeah. Um, and the uh, the face had the the printing of the the you know the classic Lego face with the smile. Hmm. Um, but the torso itself didn't have any printing. They gave you a sticker to put on it to hmm. have a policeman uniform with the buttons and the badge. They spent all that money tooling up to get the heads printed. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, and also heads, you know, they're like, oh, we can use these in every set. Exactly. Whereas a police body. That, yeah. That, yeah.
0: they could do, just print out colored bodies and then sticker them, why not? Mm-hmm. That makes sense from an inventory point of view.
1: Yeah. That'd be a... Yeah, and they also didn't know how well they would do. I would imagine, yeah. Uh, but it did well. Um, when they were arriving at that design uh they did go through a lot of different prototypes uh for both males but also the female minifigures they went through a ton of different prototypes because they were trying to figure out how to put a skirt on this thing right well women in pants yeah that's crazy jeff in 1978 um and they they had some crazy ones they had ones where it was like well it's okay if the women can't bend their legs or or move their legs individually right (laughs) Yeah, it's uh,
0: it's funny watching them read, try to read their market, mm-hmm. like to think, okay, you, should we assume the the Americans they are behind and they <laughs> they will want the skirt on the, like what do you, I don't know, yeah, it's interesting these yeah these manufacturing decisions or these design decisions, but
1: I, I think in the end, and I would would imagine this was a purely a manufacturing decision. They decided just to go with the legs yeah. for the boys and the girls. Probably because you don't want to have to make up another oh, mold.
0: Absolutely. Well, to go yeah. the stickers and the torsos and the mm-hmm. one. I mean, they've just saved themselves gajillions of dollars. Exactly.
1: Uh, yeah. So that was fun. Um, and like we discussed in our pirates podcast uh, previously, uh, they all the Lego minifigures they released uh, up to 1989 had the same classic smile expression, and then the pirates came and added beards and eye patches and. Things like that. And that's a good eleven-year run
0: again. Yeah, it's like every decade, there's something. They're like, okay, let's shake it up. What are it we does do?
1: seem that way. Although the f- it, from the '90s on, there was a lot of innovation. Yeah, pretty quickly. Uh, in 1990, they introduced the the ghost minifig, which was their first glow-in-the-dark piece. Um, and that ghost is the same-looking ghost that they use right up the Lego Movie when Vesuvius gets killed, and hmm. comes back as a ghost yeah. on a string. <laughs> Uh, the, in 1993, 1993, they had their first female space minifigure. So, hmm. that took a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they also had, uh, introduced the first fabric cape that year. Uh, in 95, they introduced the Lego skeleton that had a, a different body and limbs than the, the regular minifigures. Uh, 2001, the first double-sided face print. So you can now swap facial expressions on the fly. Hmm. Uh, In 2003, they released the first realistic skin tones uh, because they did an NBA set. And they thought, hey, let's not have all the NBA players be in yellow. Let's mix it up for the teams. I mean, this thing's barely recognizable as Shaq as it is. Yeah, right. (laughs) You do it in yellow.
0: And Shaq's Shaq's like,
1: I'm not putting my name on this thing if it's yellow. Yeah. So they do that. And then Star Wars. So finally, Lando didn't look like the same as Han Solo. Right. So that was a good a good thing. Uh, and then 2010, they released the first minifigure collectible series, hmm. which I think we can say was a success <laughs> as they've released two or three a year yeah. <laughs> since then. Um, so, yeah, to give you an idea of how minifigures have grown since 1978, uh, when they came out with it in 78, they had 41 different minifigures. They made 41 different minifigures in 1978. Hmm. In 2014... They made 566 different minifigures. Wow! Yeah, and that's minifigures. That's not Duplo guys. That's not you know the Lego Friends doll, mini dolls. That's just your classic minifigure. 566 in one year. Um, that was that like one and a half a day? Well, that that's just different designs. That's not the how many of those were in the sets. Right. Yes. Uh,
0: no, no, yeah, it's that's crazy though the amount of design work. Oh yeah, they're just constantly knocking out
1: yep. minifigures. Yeah, it's uh, they have entire teams dedicated to yeah. to designing a minifigure, uh, and they have lots of them. So between 1975 and 2010, they produced 3,655 different minifigures, or about 104 a year. Hmm.
0: Uh,
1: after that, since <laughs> The minifigure collectible series came out as well as just Lego exploding in general. So from 2011 to today, so in a five-year span, they made 1,836 different minifigures. Man. So around 367 a year. So a bit of a change. Yeah. Um, between 2006 and 2015, they made over a billion different min- minifigures. They manufactured over a billion minifigures. Uh, to give you some perspective, the human population on Earth only grew 790 million over that same time period. Yeah. yeah. so <laughs> It makes sense
0: that our little tiny masters would overtake us yeah, at some point.
1: That's what, like 20% faster than humans? That's, I don't know. Math. Yeah.
0: It's faster. Yeah. It's a bigger number, Jeff. I guess number, they, have, Jeff.
1: they have the advantage of not dying. The, yeah, the death rate for many figures is probably much lower. That's a good so, point. Uh, yeah, that's why they'll win. Uh, and the uh, the Lego factory in Denmark... It's capable of producing around fifteen thousand minifigures an hour.
0: An hour. An that's hour. the, Yeah,
1: uh, and that's one factory.
0: I think that explains a lot about that. You know, that that shift from around the late '80s, early mm-hmm. '90s is as manufacturing. It'd be interesting to look in the history of manufacturing bit and see when certain adaptations or modifications happened or right. advancements that allowed um, the you know faster manufacturing, better injection molding, mm-hmm. quicker printing on mm-hmm. your bits. That must have been something that allowed them to really scale outward because I I can't, yeah. Before that, it couldn't have been that was just what was holding them back.
1: I, yeah, I I imagine the production on it's really
0: ramped up. I mean, that's remarkable.
1: Like, for sure, every year, printing has gotten better for Lego. They can print on more parts, they start printing on legs, they start printing on arms. like in 2010, in the the minifigure collectible series, there was only one figure that had printing on the arms, hmm. uh, and then in the last series, uh, over half of them had printing on the arms. Right. So, definitely advances it's in technology like, are helping
0: color, them. Color layered colored printing. Yeah. Like
1: things like that. I wonder when that came in. I, I bet no you. Could, I bet you can find you it on could, minifigures, I, though. I, yeah. yeah. Let us, I would. I would say <laughs>
0: if you can, if you want to dig through it, someone out there in in would, land. Yeah,
1: if you study every minifigure released every year. Uh, yeah. Which is possible. You There's a beautiful link. See a <laughs> can See a lot of. You can see the technological subtle... advancements uh, year to year for sure. Yeah, and that's pretty impressive. Um, so they're doing well. The minifigure. That's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not slowing down. Yeah, no, and uh, I don't, I don't see it for a long time. Um, however, Lego being Lego, they produced the minifigure in 1978, and they kept making it better, but they didn't stop there. Hmm. They said, you know what? Yeah. Different kids want to play with different things. Right. So uh, in 1979, they introduced one of what I think has got to be the best sets uh, they've ever done, the lines ever. Yes. The Fabuland this, line.
0: This is, is pure David Lynch was hired by Lego. Yeah. It seems like. It, it is, is. the weirdest. I love these.
1: Because what they did is they're like, hey, let's put giant animal heads on minifigure-like bodies. Yeah. Uh, and maybe put hats and stuff on them. I don't know. It could be fun. Who doesn't want a bear that's also a policeman or a dog that's a firefighter? Absolutely. Yeah.
0: I wish they would redo these. These are so Me too. Cool. I,
1: I feel like this is something like, just give us a collectible minifigure that's a Fabuland one if you want to yeah. throw back. Yeah. Um, I don't know that they will, because again, the not. molds are probably gone. <laughs> but so,
0: yeah, I like the idea. It's not attached to anything. It's just its own weirdness. Yeah. Which is really cool.
1: And and they look creepy all together. in <laughs> like do. In a fun, cute way. Well, I
0: like their, like, remember when we were kids, you'd have those plastic little farm animals. Yeah. Like those really cheap things. Then they started, there's that other manufacturer that makes it, you know, higher quality stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like there was this other thing and they looked at it and went, eh, we could do that with Lego. That.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was nice. So the they're like I said, very similar in look to minifigures, um, but they had of course the larger heads. So the figure itself's about six bricks tall, whereas mm. a minifigure with no hats about four bricks tall. Mm. So a little bigger, and it's almost all in the head. Um, they had uh, fixed hands, so the hands didn't rotate in the like at the wrist. Right. Um, but they did rotate, have the arms move. That's mm. nice. And the legs are a little more round, more cylindrical than uh than the square minifigure look. Mm. Uh, and you couldn't change the parts. Right. right? You couldn't, the, the head's attached, the legs are attached. Hmm. So they're similar, but different, uh, but really weird. If I was going to do like a brick film of a horror movie. Oh yeah. This is definitely the line I would invest in. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. If, if if Wes Anderson did a Lego animated horror movie, yep. <laughs> this would be it. Yeah. It would have a nice indie soundtrack <laughs> and animals going after each other. That would
0: be wonderful. <laughs>
1: So uh, yeah, seventy nine to eighty nine Fabuland. Um, in nineteen eighty six, they introduced the Technic figures, uh, and they first came out in the Arctic Action line. I like these less than Fabuland. No, they're they do what they're supposed to do, they which do. is integrate with Technic, which tends they're, to have a larger scale. They're
0: really weird looking though.
1: They are. They're like somebody said. Uh, they looked at a GI Joe and said, yeah. we could do that cheaper." Exactly. Yeah. And they did. Yeah,
0: that's kind of the feeling I have. It's like yeah. a weird GI Joey kind of like eighties toy. Yeah, but with the toy with weird roundy ability. Lego ability. head still. Yeah,
1: yeah. Maybe like a GI Joe and a Playmobil had and, a baby, and Pinocchio was somehow involved. I somehow, know. I don't know. But they, yeah, they're they're larger than the standard minifigure. Um, they have uh, elbow and knee joints, hmm. so easier to pose in the Technic sets. Um, they were already assembled and not meant to come apart, although you could force them apart if you wanted to. Uh, and And they were nice and that they had connections for both the standard Lego system bricks and the technic parts, right. Um, and then technic pegs could fit in the hands. So again, they they were designed to work with Technic. They worked with Technic. There Are people out there that absolutely love them?
0: Yeah,
1: I, I look at them and, and I go, meh, I, I go, fabulant. <laughs>
0: again. It's hard to go
1: back and click on those pictures somewhere, yeah. yes. Which I unfortunately you might have nightmares of tonight because you oh, <laughs> looked
0: too many pictures of Very them. welcome nightmares,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, those kind what I say they went from 86, they went all the way up to 99, they were still making the Technic figures hmm. and then they stopped. So, that's fun. Yeah, I didn't. I don't even remember those. <laughs> Again, I, they, they didn't come in every Technic set. Yeah. They were very specific, sort of action-oriented Technic sets. Uh, whereas Technic nowadays is mostly still um, technical. Like, there's yeah. a lot of trucks and uh, machinery. Exactly. Those sort of things. Yeah, it's so more it's,
0: about the mechanics of the build as opposed to play in the same exactly, way. Exactly, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. Um, the next couple ones we're going to talk about, actually all the rest we're going to talk about, you would have heard of if you watched, watched you can't watch these podcasts. These are audio podcasts. You can try. You can try. Stir to wall and imagine. If you go to breakingdads.com and click on the links, you can look at those whilst we're talking and then it's like watching, yeah, right? Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's 2015. We got this technology thing <laughs> nailed. Anyway, if you um, listened to our Lego and the Trouble with Girls podcast, yes. uh, you would be familiar with these. So, good luck to you. Yeah. (laughs) we get to look at them again. Uh, So, in 1994, Lego introduced Belleville. I said it right. Uh, And these were similar in size to the Technic figures, but without the ability to to attach the Technic parts. And I don't want to spend too much more time on them. They were kind of creepy, dollhouse, weird figures (laughs) that towered over the regular minifigures. Yeah. Uh, in 97, they uh, introduced the Scala Dolls line. Uh, this was Lego's most overt attempt to take down Mattel's Barbie. I don't even know if this counts as Lego, really. They didn't attach to anything. It has a logo. Yeah, there's a Lego logo in it. I think although, that's,
0: that's about as good as we get. Yeah, and
1: uh, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> and then... uh yeah, talking, talking about nightmares, Jeff. <laughs> it's not going to be the don't know. family land. That's true. There's some of those... Some of those uh, Belleville ones are just scary with, like, the deadness behind their eyes and the, like, play with me, mommy. Look, I don't know. I'm scared of them. Uh, and then in 2012, as you may or may not have heard, Lego introduced the Friends mini-doll. So right. it's important. This is not a mini-figure. Right. This is a mini-doll. It is a very mini-doll. Yes. With four points of articulation. Yes uh and yeah so they're they're taller more detailed um than minifigures uh the legs can't move independently hmm. so they can either stand or they can sit so that's good uh the hands can't rotate so sometimes holding objects is weird for them um like they have a guitar but they have no way to play the guitar <laughs> right they can you they know, can really be more roadies than rock isn't stars like most people <laughs> yes that's a good point yeah that is very real um, and they did uh, from the get go. These guys had realistic skin tones, hmm. so um, and and they don't all have skirts, so that's they like don't a exactly win. don't have skirts, and yeah. they have boys in it too. They have boy mini dolls, yeah. so that's good. Yeah. Uh, but in the end of the day, I think Lego at some point realized it's all about the minifigure. Yeah. And I guess the question is, uh, Lego's over the years has sort of shifted to a higher emphasis on minifigures and is that going to or has it changed the way that kids play with lego i i don't know i mean i don't know
0: i my kids have a bazillion minifigures and the way they play with them is they yeah it's mixed Mm -hmm. they'll they'll, my daughter will just do a thing where it's ponies and minifigures and other you know they're integrated into the overall tea party phenomenon um without any lego context
1: the non-political tea party, right? Yeah. She's not. She's no, not like lining up the ponies isn't. and the minifigures and she's saying, not. let's return to a gold standard. <laughs> and, no, she's okay. not a libertarian. There's okay. No,
0: yeah. Um, yeah. So she uses them that way. Mm-hmm. And they're just like little... T- yeah, they are like little dolls. Yeah. And that's fine. And then, uh, yeah, my son builds caves and weird things and yeah. plays with them in there. And I don't know. how are you, How are your kids?
1: My kids, my oldest one... Um, and maybe it's because he's oldest, is really interested in the licenses hmm. and wants the Ninjago characters more than the vehicle that it comes with. Right, okay. And wants the, the Minecraft characters more than they got the, pretty cool hats and stuff. Yeah, yeah, lots of fun accessories. Yeah. Um. So he seems to be most interested in... Like, he'll pick sets based on the figures in them. Right, okay. Whereas my other kids still pick sets based on the builds. Hmm. So... I'd say there's definitely a difference there. Yeah. Um, it's certainly changed the way LEGO markets the material, hmm. right? Because, uh, you know, if you look back at the early LEGO sets, there's minifigures in them, but you don't really know what minifigures they are until you open up the box and start building. Right. Whereas the, the new sets, especially the licensed ones, they'll, there'll be a cutout that shows you exactly which minifigures are in this set. Hmm. Um, and if you look at some of the, the superhero sets, really uninspired builds... But they know they're going to sell because they've got this minifigure that's never been made before.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, and they'll tell you, like on the the Star Wars ones, they'll say you know new on the minifigures. So there'll be six minifigures in the box, and two of them will have new, huh. saying they haven't appeared in any other set ever before. So if you want they them, their market, you got to buy this set. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so they're the they're the worm on the hook.
1: Yeah, definitely, I'd say more so than a lot of other things. So when new sets come out, you you see complaints on the message boards of ah. I got to buy this stupid $100 set because <laughs> I need these get... two minifigures. Yeah, yeah, and that's...
0: And also now when you go to the counter at even a, a non-Lego store, mm-hmm. you might see a big box of minifigure bags.
1: Yeah, and that's something that Lego wouldn't have produced a few decades ago mm-hmm. when they when they were very vehemently a building block toy company yeah. that happened to make minifigures. So now
0: they're in the collectible. They're like mm-hmm. a Kid Robot or some other, you know, like vinyls. Like yeah. There's all these other weird collectible markets that they're kind of brushing up against in a way. They're, they're
1: right in there. They're in the stores right up beside them for yeah. sure. And it's been very successful. Yeah. But at the same time, great for the kids because now my kids have a whole ton of sort of specific generic minifigures. Right. It's well, I, like, I like to look at the, the minifigure collectible series like that. You know, they're, they're generic in that it's not named people. Yeah. But they have very specific accessories making them a little... Uh, more fun to play with. So
0: good for kids and good for Jeff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Bad for Jeff's bank account. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so congratulations, Lego, on making something as cool as the minifigure, even if it might have taken a few tries and you weren't completely sure what you had when you first had it.
0: And I don't have any money left to buy the tinned food and water I'm going to need for the, when the Lego revolution yes. begins and the little ones take over the world. Because <laughs> I'll have just my house will be filled with the enemy.
1: Yeah, that's um, that's the problem. Although, it would take a lot of minifigures to take you down. Unless they just slide under your feet. If the first thing they do is sabotage your well, shoes, They're they gonna got are going to throw yeah.
0: <laughs> one blocks around and just, yeah, same color as the, the floor. Yep. Just throw brown bricks everywhere. <laughs> we'll get them down, boys.
1: <laughs> but until the revolution comes, yes. I guess we'll just keep recording this podcast. Sounds like a plan. All right.
0: All right. I've been James. And I'm still Jeff.